1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on Scottish Cup weekend. Rangers host Stirling Albion fresh from taking complaints about Tuesday's refereeing performance to the Scottish FA. Kyogo faces a further number of weeks out as Celtic add Matt O'Reilly and gear up for Alloa. And Hibs are the first team through after beating Cove but have since sold Martin Boyle. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Kenny Miller and Hugh Evans. The romance of the cup. And a domestic dispute in the league No such thing as a quiet night in this part of the world But if there is going to be a shock in the cup It won't be tonight at Ibrooks. Plenty of scope for upsets tomorrow But the main story tonight concerning Rangers Will be their complaint to the SFA About Kevin Clancy's performance at Pataudry on Tuesday And there was a lot to complain about For both teams just another quiet day in Scottish football, Kenny Miller. Absolutely, it's been a great week though to get the get the football back. Uh, I was at Pataudry on uh, on Tuesday night, and it was a disappointing performance, obviously for Rangers. I thought Aberdeen were excellent off the back of a, a return to action for Celtic on the Monday night, who were comfortable against Hibs. But listen, great to have the uh, the Premiership back in action again, and mm. as always, so much to talk about, good and bad. And Hugh, like we said in the headlines, we we covered some of it. Martin Boyle's gone; he's got the yeah. big money move, and Hibs will have to replace him on the field, albeit the bank balance looks a bit healthier. Akel Lafferty is back at yeah. Kilmarnock. Celtic are making more signings. It really is all happening. It's all go Scottish Cup domestic disputes transfer window. What else could you want? I believe the Boyle situation is a win-win. Martin Boyle has made a life-changing move and good luck to him, his wife and his family uh, because players are in the professional game to make as much as they can throughout their career. And Hibs get a very tidy sum of money for Martin Boyle. I don't think there was a club in the UK that would have paid that sum of money for him So for me It's a win-win And well done Martin Boyle You've just won the lottery Come on then 01419511025 That is the number You need to get in touch tonight So let's hear from you Rangers complained to the Scottish FA About the refereeing performance At Pataudry uh, What do you make of that? I mean we've been through A lot of the, the incidents Since then And weirdly I feel like We're kind of agreeing on them all Which is <laughs> very strange uh, We don't often do that on here But that's where we're at uh, But now it's been uh, put out there in the public domain uh, that Rangers have held talks with the Scottish FA. We'll hear Stephen Glass's take on that. And there is a game tonight, actual football on the pitch that we can talk about, as well as all the, the other drama. So Rangers fans, in fact, any Stirling Albion fans, how good would that be? Hopefully you're not stuck in traffic on the M8, but if you're heading along to Ibrooks, why not give us a call? And Rangers fans, surely the squad will be rotated, but who? Who would you like to see? Are there any academy graduates, any fringe players that you think must get a chance tonight? Pick up the phone and let us know. 0141 951 1025. Ange Postacoglu's got interesting stuff on Kyogo and Matt O'Reilly. And as we mentioned, Martin Boyle, Kyle Lafferty, Scottish Cup and more. Uh, let's go to Ibrooks though and set the scene with Andrew McLean. 
Yeah, well, this is what the Scottish Cup's all about, really, isn't it? A team from the bottom tier heading to the home of the Premiership champions, and what an opportunity this is for the Stirling Albion players to play at Ibrooks against this quality of opposition, and you really think they've got nothing to lose and everything to gain coming into this. Let's not get it twisted. It's obviously going to be an extremely tough task for them, but they will come in here hoping that they can not only create history, but also create some real memories as well, because this could well be the biggest game of some of these players' careers. They'll be coming up against a rotated Ranger side, Giovanni Van Bronkhorst has already said that he's going to make changes for this one tonight. Kamar Roof and Leon Balligan, could they get some valuable minutes on their return from injury? The likes of Janino Bakuna, John Lundstrom, Cedric Itten, they'll be hoping that they'll get the chance to show their uh, show their manager what they're capable of and expect to see some youth players on the bench too. Guys like Leon King, Alex Lowry and Charlie McCann as well. I'll bring you the full team news for this one at Ibrooks when I get it. No shock for you then tonight, Hugh Keevans? Uh, not a hope I mean, And even I could not be contradicted On that particular prediction uh, This will be whatever Rangers want it to be Giovanni Van Bronckhurst I am certain will approach it in a professional manner The Stirling Albion players will be there To get uh, photographs taken of themselves Inside Ibrox Possibly a selfie with Giovanni Van Bronckhurst If they can manage it They're not there for a serious game of football Well that sounds a little bit harsh to be fair Kenny, I I can't put up much of a case To contradict his confidence on the scoreline League 2 against top of the Premiership Speaks for itself But you've also got a struggling League 2 side uh, Going there But you never know I don't know, you've played in some of these nights Is there ever scope that It's it's harder than people expect it to be? It is, it is sometimes Uh, I agree with you, it's not going to be I can't see it being one of those nights But you need to approach it properly. You need to get up to up to speed pretty pretty quickly. You probably need an early goal as well as as much as it can. Like last night with Hibs against Cove, which is against lower opposition, albeit higher in Stirling mm-hmm. Albion, who are flying high at the top yep. of their own league. Hibs should still take care of those teams in mm-hmm. in real time. You know, it shouldn't take extra time for that. But again, fair play to Cove; they were excellent on the night. Uh, but tonight, no, it's a it's a different game altogether. There will be a squad rotation, so again, you're going to have players that are probably. Looking to get minutes to get up to speed Rather than players playing right at the top of their game Maybe younger players playing Guys coming back for injury And guys that have not had a lot of game time So that is 100% in Sterling's uh, favour mm-hmm. But there's, there's Sterling It's Rangers versus Sterling Albion Rangers. You know, It has to be, in my opinion 4, 5 or 6 Like you say, it's whatever they want it to be They should go on there and be expecting it Again, it wasn't a great performance through the week mm-hmm. So just get to back to winning ways now And start building momentum Rangers would need to rotate And bring Gordon DL back well, I don't think they're that desperate Anyway 01419511025 If you've got thoughts on the game tonight How it'll go Which fringe players you would like to see Or anything else Pick up the phone And let us know Today though Rangers written to the Scottish FA To complain about the refereeing Of that game against Aberdeen Highlighting a series of errors Eight I believe uh, That they feel were made During the game Let's speak to Alan in Irvine And see what he makes of that Alan Hi, good evening panel Thanks for having me on Pleasure I think I I just want to to go on What you said And also what Kenny says That I think both teams Until I agree I think in the first half As I've said producers I think Kevin Clancy Whether it be just being us Or Aberdeen as well I think he set that game up For something to be sent off The way he was dishing out The yellow cards A lot of the fouls Were soft fouls That I didn't think there was also the opportunities for players to be set off for a second uh, yellow card. Now, Ryan Kent, even though he didn't touch Scott Brown, he's went to make that tackle and he's gave the referee a decision to make, which was silly. And I, I think I think from both teams, because Aberdeen, I'd like to think they would feel aggrieved, but it's not the first time it's happened with Kevin Clancy and certain our referees. And I don't think referees in Scotland, I know they're only human, they make mistakes, I get that, but 
they're not held accountable when they have such serious errors or such bad game management. Nothing, nothing's happened. If an investigation gets done, we don't find anything about it. And I agree with what Kenny says. I think Rangers were um, very lucky to get away with the point because, and I think we we're lucky again. I'll be just honest. I don't think well, I think we were lucky not to get away with a penalty against. Alan McGregor but we got a wee bit of luck I know the boy who was going through and he sort of lost his balance but I think it's, in a, it's a touchy one but I was think we were lucky but I was glad we got away with the point and I'm hoping that that's the first time I think under Giovanni Van Bronx I think Rangers have looked lacklustre and I'm hoping it's just a little blip so just to see what the panel think about that Well you know Kevin Clancy had a bad night without question the tone is set when he uh, fails to see the Penalty decision that could have gone And should have gone Aberdeen's way uh, With Alan McGregor involved There were several other mistakes Johnny Hayes I think Could have been sent off For the elbow on Borna Barisic um, I'm not buying the one about the ball moved At the penalty That that happens occasionally I could give you two very high profile examples Of that happening uh, One involving uh, Celtic against Rangers When the ball moved in the semi-final of the Scottish Cup In the penalty kick shootout Tom Rogic missed Rangers went into the final in 2016 Etc He moved the power of his mind um, But Gary McAllister, Yuri Geller, yeah. will we get him on the phone? There's I, an office inside Ibrooks that, that complains of everything. I don't believe that this eight point complaint is the work of Giovanni Van Bronckers because after the game, he was perfectly composed, perfectly rational, and perfectly fair in his assessment of what had taken place. And he understood that Rangers were going down the road with a point that uh, perhaps they might not have got. But within Ibrooks, somebody. Person or persons unknown Complains about everything uh, Kenny I don't know let, Let's run through them Ryan Kent Should he have been sent off? No Alan McGregor Should he have been penalised For a penalty? I think it's I don't think Alan made contact With Hedges I think Hedges made contact With Alan As he was on the way down But if that was a player Going past the defender Who dangles his leg out And makes contact Mm. with the defender The penalty is often given So I agree with Alan Mm. It probably is a penalty But I I can understand why it's been missed Johnny Hayes Johnny Hayes Again, he was in a few situations Johnny Hayes Again, I think there was one That has maybe not been discussed Scott Brown really smashed uh, Ryan Kent as well uh, and he did get booked for it they, they, they dragged the play back And he got booked for it I thought that was pretty aggressive At, at the moment At that time as well So there was a lot of incidents But uh, Johnny Hayes again When you miss those things When you've not got VAR mm. I think with VAR All these situations mm. Will be looked at I mean you you, you as a player Know what Johnny Hayes Is trying to do yeah. you're, you're trying to Get the guy away from you Ultimately But, but if you hit him in the face Then yeah. you're taking a chance Is that the way you guys Would view that or what we don't know is what is actually in Johnny's yeah, mind But, that, but that's the whole point contact, That's yes. now not really Absolutely. important is it? It's not Well you put your arm up and it, and it goes and hits something in the face That's when it becomes an issue It's not always meant And it doesn't always mean It's a yellow or a red card For that matter But sometimes you can see That there is maybe intent mm. You know so, no, But that's the point I, don't, yeah. I think the way the rule's written Intent is not actually that important Anymore yeah. They've tried to change that Because as you well, say How well, are we meant to well, know again, What Johnny stupid Hayes is rule. It's another stupid rule then Because it can't just be His blade or a hand goes in a face mm. Or an arm goes in a face And it's a red card No but I think the reason would be As I said How are we supposed to know What Johnny yeah. Hayes is thinking I think that's why they well, Why they do it that way Yeah I, You know what It opens up a whole can of worms Uh Handballs All this carry on as well Is that a penalty Is it not a penalty For me I don't think it was a penalty Okay ball on the spot 
Moves, absolutely moves. I was at the game, you could see it in the stand. To the letter of the law, it should have been retaken. But for me, it's actually more an issue for Ferguson than anybody else in a blue jersey. To be fair yeah. to the referee, at that point, he's watching Alan McGregor to see if he moves. He's looking out for encroachment. He's only got one pair of eyes. That's uh, his job, though. Wh- wh- yeah. That's his job. Yeah, but if... Something else happens and he misses it Is he supposed to be blamed for not having eyes in the back of his head? I think, again, VAR, you look at it straight away The thing that would just, put it this way I've taken thousands and thousands and thousands of calls on this show And never yet won about a ball moving on a penalty spot So if it's something that's so rare Can we, I know we're not in the business of cutting Kevin Clancy any slack But just maybe on that one, given that it's so unique I mean, you give me two examples, fine But one was in 96 and one was in 2016. So you know that, that sort of tells you that we're not we're not dealing with something that happens very often here. But of course, uh, I, I'm, when I mentioned the the, the Rogic one, Kenny said, "Well, what what a day that was." Well, you know, did you not ask for a retake then? I never know. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> again, by the way, slightly different <laughs> in the respect that it was his planted foot that made the ball ra- raise again. So it's a little mm. bit different. And uh, the but ball never moved. Say? The ball never moved. The ground the under pitch. it moved And the pitch rose So the ball <laughs> well, now, So again we're in a completely oh different It's completely different scenario I'm fine with it I'm fine with the ball moving For me Lewis Ferguson mm. does incredible To keep his composure and put it away So Alan The decision for, for this to sort of You know It's become public And, and Rangers have gone to, to the Scottish FA You're fine with that And you feel that this is just a A bad refereeing performance for both sides That should be called out Rather than your Rangers team Being particularly hard done by over Aberdeen yeah, Absolutely I think it's unless, unless it is called out By both teams Being honest that It needs to be called out By both teams Because it was It was terrible And it's not It's not the first time It's happened uh, it's, we, we were, We've got nobody to blame for The other night But ourselves But for no winning that game Nobody else And people could say Oh it's the referee's fault This and that again He doesn't control How we play football We do but I think from the point of view is that both teams should have grievances. But I think when it's such, when it's so many, I think it has to be highlighted because if you don't highlight these things, things don't get better. They don't get better. Where does this get us? Does this make things get better? I mean, here's I'll tell you what. Don't the reason I ask is because here's what Stephen Glass had to say. Because he obviously feels he was hard done by as well, um, but says they wouldn't gain anything um, by complaining about it. There's no fallout from the game from this end. There was one big incident in the game that I think anybody would agree upon so we ain't complaining about it we weren't happy at the time we're not happy about it but we're not going to achieve anything by complaining that's their business what they want to talk about that's, I don't work for Rangers I work for Aberdeen we've got a game against Edinburgh City that we're concentrating on tomorrow uh, we took care of the game the other night we were disappointed not to win it uh, but we move on and we prepare for this one I'm not going to sit and complain about it at the time I wasn't happy I felt we switched off for 20-30 seconds and we got punished by a good team uh, we learn a lesson from that We're not happy about the refereeing decision But it's uh, it's not the first time this year But we're not we're not going to sit and complain You don't agree with that that take on it Alan You don't think that's the best way to go? No, well he's he's obviously not wanting to try And maybe make a rod for his own back But to me, like when, when he's saying They're not going to complain about it He's telling he's, not un- he's unhappy So that in itself says that It shows to the magnitude that the referee is He obviously maybe thinks that it's not going to make any difference. But I think highlighting these things has to be done. That's each club's own prerogative. In terms of whoever it is it's doing it behind the scenes, whether it's a collective, then if they felt that that is the right thing to do, 
then it has to be called out in any in any industry if you're not doing something and something's right it to, has to be yeah. called out doesn't it to be fair I, I suspect if, if Crawford Allen's listening he might actually amongst the seriousness of it afford himself a chuckle and he'll say teams teams are calling it out every week I'm, I'm yeah. sure they do I'm sure his phone rings off the hook on a Monday morning um from, well, let's just be honest If it's if Rangers or Celtic make a complaint It just gets, gets blown up And everybody wants to talk about it Much more than than any of the other teams The, so last, the last sound I'll hear Before I leave you all Will be Celtic and Rangers fans Shouting about penalties And bad referees And Rangers and Celtic Play to the gallery Because earlier this season You had Celtic chairman At their AGM Ian Bankier Saying that referees were a source of concern um, You know I accept that We have I believe A poor standard of referee in this country And there are far too many Controversies But um, What is to be achieved by Rangers doing this What is it they're after yeah, When do you When do you complain When do you not Kenny When do you draft Eight points of complaint When when do you not? Because I mean, every week we, we see refereeing decisions that people don't like. I would be interested to see how many complaints are made when teams win games. Because let me tell you, we went through a scenario, again, it's never going to be as high profile. We won a game 6 2 a couple of weeks ago, and there was a few incidents that were bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. And we're thinking, you know, do you, do you try and highlight them? Do you know? But you've won the game, and you think, you know, mm. it's. Always off the back of normally poor results And the decisions that are affecting the result Particularly when there's so much at stake for, mm. for, for every team, you know But when it comes to Glasgow We're talking about Rangers and Celtic There's so much at stake on, on these decisions For me as a player I'm more like, like most noticed, of yeah, yeah. referees, right? But I'll tell you what I also respected the job that they've got to do And I moaned at the time But I actually don't mind After it Moaning, we can talk about it We complain but over the course of it, you do get some you, you, and you don't get some. Uh, it does. It's never going to change. It's never going to stop the morning. But the complaints are always coming off the back of results. This this particular game, like both teams have got grievances. I don't. I, I don't know what there's to be gained. You know, Rangers making like these kind of uh, assessments and putting these these complaints towards the SFA. I don't know what's supposed to be. Is it to try and maybe gain an advantage somewhere down the line? By the way, it can also go the other way. It can go the other way where things go against you because you're complaining. You know that that was something I probably never learned until I was later. I maybe shouldn't have moaned at the referees as much, but I just think that there's not much to be gained. That it draws attention to situations that are important on the night, but there was in situations for both teams that were really, really decisions that went against both teams on on the night. Again, the Ryan Kent one. It's eight minutes to go. Does that really is it going to affect the game? I'll tell you. I don't think it affected the performance. Uh, the performance was poor. You know Aberdeen were far better on the night. Thank you, Alan. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. More of your calls next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Kevins and Kenny Miller are here. It's oh one four one nine five one one zero two five, or it's Twitter at Clyde SSB. Big game tonight at Ibrox. Rangers against Stirling Albion seven forty five. The second of a whole host of Scottish Cup ties taking place this weekend after Hibs went through last night. You've still got time if you want to talk about who should play tonight, who should not. Would you like to see, I don't know, some academy graduates play, some fringe players given a chance? Pick up the phone uh, and let us know. Let's bring in William and see what's on his mind. William? Hello, uh, Gordon, Hugh and Kenny. Hello. I always like to start. It's been quite an emotional time for me 
obviously with the football and I, and I lost my dad last week, right? But that's by the by. I'm sorry to hear that, William. No, no, that, no, that's fine. That's fine. I'll be up there moaning about a dangerous performance anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, the, the referee in the Aberdeen Rangers game, right? Any, any, anybody can call me if they want, right? I'll be sitting here with my friends and I say to them, Kevin Clancy will send a Rangers player off and he'll give a penalty. It was a penalty to Aberdeen anyway. But, but that's, that's, that's another by-the-by, right? His, his performance was... And that's that's me being generous, right? As Kenny says, the, the Johnny Hayes, Robbie McCrory, the, the boy McCrory, how he never got sent after that challenge with Ellis was was baffling. The Kent, the Kent one, Aberdeen should have had a penalty. Uh, oh, and and it's the same referee, right? Celtic will go to uh, Madden. They don't like Madden, like being, we definitely don't like Clancy. I, I believe this man sent after Ellis. I think it's five times since he's been in this country. I mean. Five times, Gordon. You know, I'm not. Sure, I'm not. I'm not sure about that. I must admit, I need to check. That that sounds a lot. Um, and I mean, William, you said you were sure he was going to send someone off. Where Where did that conference come from? Because it has been quite a while prior to the other night since Rangers had a red card, hasn't it? Well, what I just stated with Morella scored. I know. I mean, he's just. He's just. Get, and look at the way. Look at the way he was conducting himself with Scott Brown at the end of the game. I mean, they're having a laugh and a joke. I don't know what they're laughing and joking about. You know what I mean? But uh, it, it, it didn't look too clever. No, I mean, because everybody's calling out McCoyst and everybody else in, in, in the media circles, right? But he's, Is this a new thing, Hugh? Because we, we had this earlier in the season. Who was it? Celtic fans would phone in and complain that Stephen McLean was, was joking with yeah. the Rangers. But for all we know, Kevin Clancy, with a big dash smile on his face, has said to Scott Brown, I don't know, you, you, you never shut up. I'm going to be, I'm sick of you. Whatever. I probably, I, I have no idea, but the point I'm trying to make is. Everyone jumps to conclusions Scott Brown was refereeing the game Look at them They're, they're best pals Yeah they, they, they jumped from, the... a, from a picture Or a, a quick clip yeah. maybe, maybe they are best pals The point I'm trying to make is I don't know I, I would doubt that very much uh, Kevin Clancy uh, I think was Over officious I think he Reached for yellow cards When A, a more astute official Might have taken a second And uh, And Spoken to the players And told them to calm down a bit uh, He booked too many players He he got the penalty wrong uh, With Alan McGregor I think he got the penalty right For Aberdeen I think handball is handball And Morelos made no complaint whatsoever When the award was given I believe in those things as well Because Alfredo Morelos would be the Very chap to, to uh, React badly If he thought he'd been treated badly so Kevin Clancy, all in all, is had a bad night. But Rangers fans believe certain referees have it in for them and Celtic fans believe certain referees have it in for them. When everybody knows the truth is that the big two get all the decisions and the poor wee teams have to suffer. And William has described the Producer referee. Callum's nodding away. I've got a bit of support in here. Well, well you folk from the rural communities will just need to <laughs> Come wait. Come on. Uh, but the... the um, William on the line called the referee inept Which was the the word that Paul McGinn used To describe the referee at the Premier Sports Cup final And he got a two game ban for it And I believe mm. that Paul McGinn was wrong to call him inept I think Hibs were caught out uh, William, just at a quick glance You can't be right with that stat about Morelos Because I think he's only been sent off six times, is it, in Scotland uh, One was Don Robertson One was John Beaton So I, I don't know where this idea That Kevin Clancy sent Morelos off five times Or whatever has come from I did, I did, I, I did uh, To be honest Gordon I did say 
maybe five. No, I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely a couple to three anyway, I think. Uh, fair difference between a couple to three to five. I mean, we have to keep things in perspective here. The man he's setting him off, right? He's okay, he's yeah. setting him off, right? Again, I'll agree with that. I, I don't know, Hugh. And, and this is where the, there is such a thing as confirmation bias, where the absolute specialists at it here, because William says he knew Kevin Clancy was going to send a Rangers player off because he has sent a Rangers player off before. And yet, I've, all I can see on Twitter is folks saying, how can you say that? Because it's been two years since Rangers last had a, a player sent off. N- none of those two things in isolation actually make any read, difference. I read a stat during the week, just to throw in every passerby. I read a stat during the week that Rangers get penalties more than any other club in the country. Uh, so where do we go with all of this? If you believe the game's bent, don't go. <laughs> Simple as that. I mean, like the thing about that when you, when you just. Offer up just a, a, a random statistic like that For instance right? Hearts are the only team that haven't conceded a penalty this season Does that mean there's a pro-Hearts agenda? Exactly. Obviously not But that's just you know that We need to believe in this country There's something wrong uh, You know, As I say I believe that Kevin Clancy had an over-officious Underachieving performance at Pataudry He had a poor night And he got big things wrong Now Giovanni Van Bronckhorst at the end of the game The first thing he mentioned was VAR And how VAR would have helped the referees And they really do need help Because in my personal opinion The standard is poor And every week Every week Without exception We have people talking about Willie Collum Who's one of the top referees in this country uh, Did uh, Inverness Cali Thistle last weekend Against Queen of the South And uh, Billy Dodd saying that you know, two the two goals that Queen of the South got were, in their opinion, offside. Mm. Big games, big calls have got to be made correctly, and Kevin Clancy, regrettably, did not get his big calls correct at Petard. VAR would definitely help at sometimes, Kenny. It definitely would. There's no doubt about it. Um, but it's not like the thing that sometimes confuses me about that argument is. We all watch leagues that have got VAR And there's controversy every single week It doesn't always go the way you think it's going to go Now everybody, everybody who's been on this show Whether it be a caller or a pundit All week has said that Ryan Kent should not have been sent off And the vast, vast majority in fact I think them all have said Yeah, Aberdeen probably should have had a penalty But how many games have you watched in the English Premier League Where you feel that way, you feel that strong about an incident And you see it back So maybe the ball rolling off the spot, fine But are you a hundred... Percent confident, a hundred percent, no doubt about it, that that Ryan Kent stays on the pitch with VAR or Alan McGregor no. uh, gets the penalty against no, him. Is the answer because it's still in certain moments, it's a decision by a human being looking at our interp- and interprets a situation a certain way. Then the referee gets called across to the screen and he has a look at it and now he's now interpreting it his way whilst getting the ear for his, his colleague and uh, the word for and in, in his ear for his colleague to tell him what he thinks. And then they come up with the decision And they say look at it real time Don't look at freeze frames Don't look at screenshots But they still do Which it looks a million times worse When things are slowed down as we all know So no You're still going to get the same Mm. Things are clear cut Like you say The ball moves off the spot He would have been made to retake that Like that's pretty pretty clear Because the ball moved off the spot By the way And does it really make a difference Really He steps up and puts 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 the penalty away Had he missed the penalty We'd be asking for him again as Rangers fans would, would Rangers fans want to be retaken if he had missed that, or if they did call it to be retaken, yeah. well, why is that being retaken? 
let's go, it's moved off yeah. the spot. So VR doesn't clear everything up. All it does, I think it makes things that are supposed to be black and white correct. But to be fair, maybe I'm being unfair. Maybe it's a loaded question because maybe the extreme examples are the ones that stick in your head and actually there are loads where it's just, you know, no fuss and, and most people agree and you move on. Clearly a second look at it would be beneficial, Hugh. Clearly. Yeah, without doubt. Um whether you like it or not Whether you like the process And, and all that stuff That's maybe we take, A different we, matter We take an eternity Over everything And we're still talking about The uh, installation of VAR In this country mm. We've been going on and on About it for a long long time oh, But To it, be fair I, I don't think that can happen Overnight anyway For no, a number of reasons no, but, but we do need A definitive Is it coming mm. in Or not If If we Put our hands up and say no, we can't afford it. No, I think, well, I, I think it's. I think the answer is yes. I think it's heading that way, but not necessarily. I don't know. Would it be the season after next? But we are unwilling to accept, and mm. William is a case in point. He is unwilling to accept that the referee went into the game in a fair-minded fashion. He believes that this was premeditated. That Kevin Clancy wanted was always to do going this. to send the Rangers yeah, player off. So how unfair is that? Uh, let's speak to Ryan. Thank you, William. Um, you look after yourself. Let's bring in Ryan in Glasgow. What's your take on it all, Ryan? Hi guys, how you doing? Good, thanks. You will. I'm not bad. Good. I just want to bring up a wee quick kind of memory for Kenny Miller. First. Um, I, I don't know. If, I don't know if you remember, but we beat Miller in the Scottish Cup five years ago today. Oh, you're right, Ryan. And Kenny. Scored the two, well, the both, both won our goals on the 84th and the 89th minute. I just, I just had a memory in my face, but that's how long yeah, I remember. Was for, I was trying to forget about it. Thanks for that. <laughs> I do remember. Yeah, I wouldn't have not have brought it up out of respect for Gordon, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I did see that pop up on a few, uh, a few platforms today. Still worries me. Was flying that five, header was that five years ago. Yeah, a flying header. Then a one v one through to put us. That was two late goals as well. Last five so minutes. You must, have, cup. you must have been a fair age then. Thirty-seven <laughs> at that point, I think it was. <laughs> um Five years ago That's even making me feel old Ryan So I don't know how, what effect it's having on these two What about this week then? Um, we are back Scottish Cup week But there's a, there's drama elsewhere What do you make of what's going on today? Uh, well I'm just I'm just glad to see that Rangers are actually Doing something about the bad referee And I feel like there's uh, there's hundreds of games Every single weekend Every during the weekend Whatever you want to call it That referees make poor poor decisions Regardless if it's SPFL or no I feel like Rangers are sometimes just too laid back with it all and they don't seem to do a lot about it. I know most of the time if they do complain to the SFA or whatever, they don't get the response that they wanted, whether it's a red card getting rescinded or whatever else. Um, and I feel like it's not just off the park, though. I feel like on the park as well, and a few examples, when Rangers have lost the ball or they're playing an offside trap or something, I feel like the players just stop. And like that makes you look a wee bit... For example, the... The penalty claim for Aberdeen when McGregor comes out and takes the boy out, and um, or near enough takes the boy out, and you, you, you actually watch Barisic, and when it's happening, obviously, the ball gets played over the top, and Barisic just stops, which obviously makes it look a wee bit worse, because obviously he stops thinking, oh, it's a penalty, you know, and that can obviously influence the referee's decision, obviously it hasn't at the time, but there's other decisions like that that happen where the ball goes out for a throw, and and it's supposed to be Rangers' ball, but Rangers don't. The, the players don't complain as much. You know what I mean? And I, I feel like we need to. Rangers need to be a wee bit more control. Well, not so much controlling the referee's decisions, but just being a wee bit more out there in terms of. If Rangers are laid back, the rest are comatose. Well, let, let me because ask, nobody look, complains more than Rangers. That, that, this is the point, Ryan. And I wonder how do we ever get away from this? Because it's always going to be driven by you know you being a Rangers fan, so you've got your preconceptions. And vice versa So you're on to tell us tonight That Rangers don't complain enough And at the exact same time All I can see on Twitter 
And on forums And in newspapers Whatever From opposition fans And opposition Is that Rangers complain too much So where on earth, where on earth Is the truth in this? You, so that, that's too absolute extreme So you're telling us Rangers don't complain enough And Hugh And others are saying Rangers complain too much Where's the middle ground? No I think, I think Rangers fans Complain too much I don't think Rangers As a football club Complain as much well, I can certainly remember plenty of uh, statements over the years about the performance of referees uh, and Rangers have been asserting themselves uh, for a number of years now. So I, I, I just think that, as I say, the last thing I'll hear before six of you carry me out will be Rangers and Celtic fans going on about penalties. Uh, and I've I just said it has been statistically proven Statistically proven That Rangers get more penalties Than anybody else So if there's a referee Conspiracy against them It's not working But then See even that Even the, even the mention of that I think is just useless It's, it's just a it's, it's just an Anecdotal piece of evidence It, it doesn't take into account How much Rangers are attacking uh-huh. Against Celtic And all the bigger better With, Whether they're deserved Or whether they're not So like I said Hearts have not conceded A penalty this season They're the only team In the league Who've not conceded but one Why down. is no one phoning in To say that there's a conspiracy against Hearts and they're not getting penalties deep, given but, uh, a conspiracy in favour of Hearts, sorry, and they're not getting penalties given but, against them. But deep down, Ryan believes that things are weighed against Rangers. Kenny, he, the Rangers scholar, he believes it's premeditated. Uh, Ryan says Rangers don't complain enough. Everybody on Twitter from the opposite side of things is telling me they complain too much. Go on, you can be the voice of reason. I think the point Ryan was making is maybe the players don't show enough. Mm. Uh, Fight when things go against them In regards to complaining Right That's Again whether that's Neither here nor there for me I just don't like the nature In which Rangers as a football club Are going about their business In these matters By the way Referees SFA Could be dealing with complaints For every single team in Scotland Every single week About decisions that have went against them Whether it's cost them Or it's not cost them They could be dealing with that every week I just don't like The the biggest decision Like we think we've Quite clearly established was in favour of Rangers Which was probably wrong Which was Alan McGregor penalty incident And again for me I say to you The contact was minimal but there was contact You know as simple as that So basically it should be a penalty That was the biggest decision At that time of the game When Aberdeen and Ascensi And directly from that incident Rangers swoop up the other end of the field And score a wonderful goal and go 1-0 up And change the whole, the whole momentum of the football game Aberdeen should be feeling aggrieved and rightly so Rangers should be very happy that they got out with the game with a point and I think they are. Mm. The ref, the, the refereeing decisions are and are coming up. I just don't like this the, the, the going to the, the an eight point process of making a complaint to the SFA about referees. It's just for me. It's it's not what it's not what Rangers should be about. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Thank you, Ryan. Get your calls in on this. We've got a very interesting Rangers team tonight, Andrew McLean. Yeah, some interesting selections. As you say, Leon Balligan is back from injury and he slots in at left-back. There's also starts for Cedric Itton, who's just come back from his loan spell and out from the cold and into the starting lineup, Brandon Barker as well. The full changes, there is eight of them. McGregor, Bassey, Barisic, Kamara, Sands, Wright, Morelos and Kent. They all played against Aberdeen. They're all out the starting lineup. McLaughlin, Simpson, Balligan, Bakuna, Lundstrom, Sakala and Barker, as well as Itton, come in. So it's John McLaughlin starting in goal. 
goal for Rangers tonight. The back four, James Tavernier, Jack Simpson, Connor Goldson and Leon Balligan. The midfield three, John Lundstrom, Janino Bakuna and Yanis Hadji. And it'll be Fashion Sakala and Brandon Barker, either side of Cedric Itton. The bench for Rangers tonight, McCrory, Bassey, King, Sands, McCann, Lowry, Wright and Roof. Right, come on. Be honest, who predicted Jack Simpson and Brandon Barker to start for Rangers? Let's hear from you. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller are here. They've both just been rocked by the revelation from producer Callum that the pundits have won all week. Ooh. So you had a different type of pressure yeah. last time because you had to save the pundits. This time, you don't want to embarrass your colleagues. No, no, I'd rather not. I'd rather Kenny played. Well, let's find out. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Keep your calls coming in, by the way. We're here until 8 o'clock, not only building up to Rangers, Stirling Albion, not only having a good whinge off with each other about referees and VAR and all the rest of it. Uh, we're also talking signings and games going on at the weekend. We'll hear from Ange Postacoglu very soon. Could be a good chance for you. Uh, Celtic fans to get involved Let's meet tonight's Beat the Pundit player though It's Gareth from Carlisle How's it going Gareth? Good evening, you okay? Yeah, well thank you Would you have a preference? Who do you think Would you rather take on Keevans, Miller? Uh, Kenny Miller Alright, oh, okay You got something against him or? No, no <laughs> Just want no. to So there's a backstory there Alright, heads It will be Hugh Keevans I'm afraid And Tails you will get your way Okay <laughs> Oh, you're going to have to wait Till next time It's Hugh Keevans Heads up Sorry. against Gareth from okay. Carlisle So here's the deal Gareth We will give you Something else We will make him disappear For a couple of seconds We'll put 30 seconds On the clock Now you just Answer as many as you can And right. if you don't know My advice would be To pass quickly And move on Okay, okay? No bother Right 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts Now Which Englishman Was the last Rangers player To score 20 league goals In a season uh, Pass which Celtic player won goal of the month for December today? Jota Name any SPFL stadium that starts with the letter T Any stadium? Yes uh, Parkhead Who's bottom of the Scottish Championship? Uh, pass Name the only Scottish Premiership side who have not been awarded a penalty this season um, uh, St Johnston Right, let's bring back Hugh terrible. Uh, Hugh, can you hear us? Yes, okay. Same set of questions to you. 30 seconds on the clock. Okay. And your time starts now. Which Englishman was the last Rangers player to score 20 league goals in a season? Um, Windows. Which Celtic player won goal of the month for December today? Um, Yota. Name any SPFL stadium that starts with the letter T. Tandys. Who's bottom of the Scottish Championship? Um, Morton. Name the only Scottish Premiership side who've not been awarded a penalty this season. Hart. Armand Nonuli has left Hearts to join a club in which European country? France And which Scotsman made their 200th appearance for Liverpool last night? Andy Robertson Surely an easy one to finish Gareth, what's the verdict? That was shocking <laughs> On my part <laughs> I've got a bit of sympathy for you Because I think you obviously, over the phone, I don't know You, you obviously misheard me on question yeah, three <sighs> Which is not great um, Right, anyway, which Englishman was the last Rangers player to score 20 league goals in a season? Martin Waghorn Oh, yeah, yeah, in the 15-16 season Which Celtic player won goal of the month for December today? Tom Rogic Tanadice, remember it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I remember it because I missed it because I was away taking my daughter to see Santa Claus for the first time. You know that way that the, the, the life yeah. just comes at you fast and you start missing important things. And I had to catch up with it later mm-hmm. that night. Uh, so there we go. Another boring story for you. I do feel for Gareth here because if he's standing in front of me like you are, he gets this one right. Name any SPFL stadium that starts with the letter T. Gareth said Parkhead. <laughs> now. <laughs> They must have had P, did they? <laughs> no, even at that, that's not what the stadium's called. Um, oh, well, fair enough. Uh, but I do still have it because, yeah. like I say, I think in here he's going to hear that, isn't he? Hugh gets it right. Um, bottom of the championship is Dunfermline. Oh, of course it is. The only. I've sucked you in a bit on this one because the only Premiership side who've not been awarded a penalty, the stat that I've been reading out is that Hearts are the only team who's not conceded a penalty. Oh. And you went Hearts. So it's Dundee United, the only team who've not been awarded a penalty. So there we go Are we going to get calls About how Dundee United Are hard done by By oh, referees like I, I won't hold my breath uh, So it's only 1-0 To Hugh at this point uh, Gareth And You're hard done by In the question But he pulls away A bit at the end non has gone off to France And Andy Robertson Which I'm sure you would have got Gareth if you'd got that yeah, far yeah. Absolutely no doubt about it But I'm afraid oh, yeah. Going to need to whisper it Gareth It's a zero It's a zero We've not had oh, one in a while <laughs> It's a, it's a big fat well zero Gareth I don't have your surname Most of our listeners Probably won't be in Carlisle So I'm sure no one Will remind you of this That's good then <laughs> <laughs> That's the only victory For you tonight Gareth I'm afraid Gareth and Carlisle Thank you Even if I, I feel bad for Gareth So if, I'm, yeah. if I chop one off you For the ta- Tanadice Parkhead debacle yeah. It wouldn't matter You still win Am I still in front of Alec Ray? Well I would assume so If you won tonight Yeah, yeah. Gareth just seemed like a nice guy See this yeah. is the difference between yeah. me See when Wilson and DL See when someone gets a zero They love it They think it's absolutely wonderful And they, they rub it in I just I think Gareth deserved one Yeah he sounds like a nice man Take it easy Gareth 01419511025 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB uh, Watty says According to the studio panel VAR will still have us all morning So it's rubbish And full time rest will make no difference So that's rubbish The Scottish game remains static And outdated Great news And I do take that point I think clearly we need VAR Because you can't be the only ones Who don't have it Hugh yeah. That's a different argument To whether you like it or not but Can again, you be the only league Who doesn't have it? No not really But again I, I, I maintain That even when VAR is introduced here it will not stop moaning and groaning. No, of course not. But the point is, does it get even if it gets more if it gets more decisions right than we currently have? Then yeah, yeah, then why the, the, there has to be. Anyway. That that wasn't the argument, nor that was no, the yeah, question yeah. was put to us. Well, there still will be debates. There still will be these kind of issues. Yeah, when VAR are here, that that's all it was. Yeah, Watty's been a bit selective. That sneaky Watty over there. Right, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Um, let's hear from Ange Postecoglou, shall we? He's been on media duty. Today, as you would expect, with Celtic playing Alloa uh, tomorrow, and he says Kyogo is no closer to returning. Will still be out injured for a number of weeks. He says it would be unfair, though, on the player to put an exact time frame on it. We're still sort of working through that, but suffice to say, you know, it's not going to be a, a quick return. Um, again, reluctant to put any time frame on it because of um, you know just just for the player himself. I, I think it's unfair that you know I, I do that, but. You know, we're still looking at a number of weeks at the moment. Um, hopefully, you know, we'll get some clarity. It's still, there's still some things they want to see whether it settles down. And, um, but certainly, you know, we're looking at a number of weeks at this point. What do you make of that, Peter? Peter's a Celtic fan uh, in Paisley. It's difficult to know when, Peter, but it's clearly not g- great news at the moment for you Celtic fans, is it? 
Yeah, well, okay. Uh, let's say good evening to the panel. Yeah, Kilgo will be a miss, that's without a doubt. You just kind of threw my, my thought process there. I'm I was sorry. actually. No, no, it's fine. It's on the point I was going to make. Oh, well, you uh, carry on. You make your own point. I just sometimes like to put people on the spot, but you take it away. Okay, I'm mean, a first time caller, but uh, for 10 years I used to phone up. I've been a Celtic fan for 50 odd years, and I've got to laugh uh, at the noisy neighbours there. <laughs> Uh, complain about referees. I think you'll remember this one. One of the most outrageous uh, decisions by a referee was when the late great Johnny Doyle got sent off when he kicked a ball at a referee and the the crowd cheered. That was one of my first away games as a Celtic supporter. I think it was back in 1977. You'll remember that, Hugh. But the fact of the matter is, referees do make mistakes, make decisions. I've seen a lot worse. I've was, over the years, I've seen far worse. I think even uh, Ronnie Dyla uh, missed out in the possible treble with one of the most outrageous decisions about a handball. So let's not get into that. My point's about the Celtic and about football. I was really bored by that first hour of your show there, Gordon. Uh, I know it's what the callers want and what they, they want to talk but I like to talk about the p- personalities in the game and Ange Pastor Coglu, what a man, he's definitely a, a personality, so is, as you mentioned Coglu, yeah but we've got players in, Coglu will be a miss but it's the young boy I'm interested about as well, we've just seen a young guy, uh, Matt O'Reilly mm-hmm. from MK Dons, now if you read his backstory now, he can I give up the game? They didn't give up the game. He, he was released, or he didn't want to sign a new contract with Fulham because he wasn't getting his chance. And then he took training with MK Dons, if I'm right. To and then I think like the transfer there, I think West Brom were coming in with more money, a better contract, and he still chose Celtic as opposed to McGree, who by all accounts the deal was done, but. I think Middlesbrough picked up by a better contract, but that's that's prerogative of any football player. Obviously, you've got to go just like Boyle's going uh, to is it the United Arab Emirates to play football. He's got to think about himself and his family. But I think this, this young guy's got a great attitude. And I don't know if you recall Samaras when he left Man City. A lot of folk forget he took a 25% pay cut to come and play at Celtic. I mean, I know we all go on about football players are greedy, they want the most money. Some do actually like to play the game, and that's the point I was wanting to make. I'm so excited by this. That's why I've not called for 10 years. I'm so excited by this new... Uh, first of all, the, the manager, I think he's got to use by the short and killies, as they say, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not swearing, I'm not swearing. I mean, he's got, he's got the media, he's, he's got the... Um, I think he kind of told you that's it don't give me stories of transfers and then we come out and sign Matt O'Reilly so he's he's kind of sized you guys up anyway how do you know that Hugh Keevans isn't into the beat these days anyway Peter it's such an assumption to make in 2022 you know we could could all be modern men Um, Peter if I just ask you why is it so important to you you've gone on a long and meandering run uh, but why is it so important to you that Ange Postacoglu might have the press Which incidentally he does not His relations with the press are entirely civilised He's a pleasure to listen to um, Why is it important to you that he has the press? Right, at any club, right, your manager is first and foremost for me the most important person Alex Ferguson was the most important in uh, Man United And do you know what Alex did? He got it written in his contract he gets paid more than any player his last colour contracts. You know that, you don't you? Right? So, as a figurehead, 
I mean, my CEO, our, our CEO isn't. He's just came in at the job. The last one thought he was. Now, the bottom line is, why is it important? It's important because it gives guys like me, supporters like me, they stand it up for the club. He stands up to the press when they ask stupid questions and he'll say, mate, back to you. And you don't like it. So he's, he's saying... I, 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 I particularly like it when he says, mate, Peter, you've got me wrong. I really like it. Has he ever said it to you, Gordon? Yes. Oh, he said it to you. Did you smile back at him? I, I loved it, yep. Yeah, right. What I'm saying is, you don't like it. But I just said I do like it. That, that's entirely wrong. Hold on. I just said I do like it, though, Peter. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that you, Kevin, has just come back to me there and says, "What is it? What is it that you've got?" But do you know what? I've just explained it, and I was. No, but you just said that we don't like it when he says, "Mate," and I'm telling you, I actually actively like it. Yeah, okay, you do like it. That's great, but but. Celtic so so you're wrong then. So, so I'm not wrong at all. Celtic fans <laughs> get a good laugh at the press because. You all think you've got agendas. There's agendas here. We've seen them all. Oh my! <laughs> well, you are, you are, Peter. But the thing is, it's just funny because it's almost like you, you, there was always a lack of awareness here because you phone up, you start your call by saying that it's the noisy neighbours, and that your your hidden accusation there is that that Rangers have got, have got this sort of agenda, or, or sorry, that we would have an you know now that we've got an agenda against Celtic. But really, you're not just behaving the same way that you're sort of accusing Rangers and Rangers fans of doing. Gordon, I think you're meandering a wee bit there. Well, no, it would take one to know one, to I be fair. I, I would concede that it, I, I didn't make it as clearly as I would have liked. But, Peter, we're now about seven or eight minutes into your call. I, I, as far as I can tell, Peter, you actually don't have a point. You've no, he does. That's not fair. No, that's not fair. Well, he's exci- well, what is it he's then? excited about Celtic's new signing, which well, I think is. Why didn't he go on about he that? He did. No, Rather than about the press. I, I'm a fair man. He did. He went on at that at length. There's a, Matt O'Reilly is an interesting signing. Uh, until Matt O'Reilly has a Celtic jersey on and starts playing football, then we won't be able to tell. I mean, we've had a, a tantalising glimpse of uh, Rio Hatati, uh, a tantalising glimpse of Dyson Mieda. Uh, he has got a goal, which is a tremendous start for him. Uh, look forward to seeing more of Hatati and Maeda, uh, and indeed Matt O'Reilly. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, in, Kenny, the, in the near future What the, they are really all about Peter's right You know Talks about Riley McGree Looked like that was done um, He decided to opt elsewhere Ange Postacoglu said uh, On that day That as things stood at that point there, there was there was nothing else in the pipeline But clearly Wanted that area of the pitch What, what, do, you, what do you make of the signing of Of Celtic's latest recruit Matt O'Reilly Again on paper It looks a, a decent sign Another good young player With decent pedigree uh, Potential for development Which uh, is every kind of team's Model I would say Sign them young Again I would, I would say cheap But it's not, it's not a cheap sign And it's still a, it's still a, a decent mm. chunk of money uh, To sign a player for MK Dons for uh, Plenty of potential to come in and develop And what, what is a Actually really really good team at the moment You know So it's a Fantastic shot window for Matt O'Reilly to come up here, play for a club the size of Celtic, hopefully be challenging for trophies. Again, European football are there. It's a completely different profile now that he's coming up to Celtic from MK Don. So it's uh, on the face, it looks like a decent sign. Again, I would touch on the two signs that made their debut on Monday night. I thought Hitati was absolutely outstanding on Monday, covered every blade of grass, brilliant energy, played with a smile on his face, very rarely gave the ball away. And Maeda gets his goal after three, four minutes of his debut. So you could see good things from him as well. Again, it was quiet. It was a quiet day, but he got his goal. But his energy, again, very mm. similar to Kyogo. His movement, very similar to Kyogo. So you can see why he's been brought to the football club. Do you see tomorrow, Peter, has been a good opportunity for guys to get a bit of game time when you play low league opposition in the cup? I suppose it's always about striking that balance between 
giving that opportunity and not weakening too much? Yeah, no, d- definitely. I mean, especially uh, we have to get a big centre half back in, don't we, uh, Julian? Mm. I mean, it's good to see him. I don't know. I think you're right. I think uh, I think he's he's looked at systems as well. Everybody thinks uh, Ange is a four four two, but I think we could see maybe a three five two. Uh, and also the chap I don't think a lot of people uh, like the Giamakis I think Giamakis has got a big part to play until the end of the season he's different he, if you've seen him when he comes on he can hold the ball up and it's something that we do need at times you need a, a big striker that you can hit I mean, even perfect example I don't know if you play against Hearts next Wednesday but that type of game is where we're crying out for a player you can hit and then the, the, the runners can go either side of them if you understand what I mean mm. Yeah Kenny I mean I don't think anyone thinks Ange Postacoglu is 4 4 we've never seen that from him um, but maybe Peter meaning more about is, is there ever an option to go three at the back and, and change things further up? I'm not sure. I think that'll be pretty clear that I don't think it will happen. You know, systems are systems. It's not going to change the principles in the style of Ange's team. It's as simple as that. But for me, it's a, they're a 4 3 3 moving forward, and, and that's the way they're going to be playing. Now let's hear from Ange Postacoglu on your, your man, Peter, that's got you excited. He thinks Matt O'Reilly will fit in really well and that uh, could be available for a debut tomorrow. Yeah, very pleased to, to, to get him in. Um, he's a player who's. Uh, yeah, we've scouted for quite a while in, in terms of the football club. I, was, I, I became aware of him, obviously, when I joined the club in uh, in the summer and he was one of the ones that we're kind of looking at and, um, you know, didn't quite work out then and then, uh, um, you know, followed his progress through the first uh, half of this season in, in uh, with MK Dons and he's had a really good season, strong season. And uh, I, I just see some really good football attributes in him that I think will fit in well with what we're doing here and, you know, He's also an outstanding young man who, who really wants to get the most out of his career. And again, that, that'll fit really well culturally here. So uh, it was one we could do quickly, which is also uh, really important to me because, uh, you know, it means he can come in and, and sort of slot in straight away. And uh, so pleased to get him in. Yeah, going to be interesting. Will we see him in front of the Oakle Hills tomorrow? We will find out. Thank you to Peter. Before we go any further, let me tell you about this. This is good news. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Golden Goals Right, earlier this week we launched a brand new competition on Clyde One Super Scoreboard where you could win a huge cash prize at the end of the season Now it's Super Scoreboard's Golden Goals and here is how it works Every time Celtic or Rangers score we're going to add at least £250 to the pot So it's across all competitions so it includes the Cup tonight the League, Europe whenever the big two score we up the cash amount We're already at £1,750 Because we started off with a 1000 Three goals from midweek And that's how we've got the total now With no disrespect to Alloa or Stirling Albion Could we see that pot get a good old donation Tonight and tomorrow, Hugh Keevans? We you like, never know We like three bells on a fruit machine It could be Could be some serious money being added to the Golden Goals cash amount One person will win the lot tax-free at the end of the season So to enter Text GOAL To 61025 That's G-O-A-L To 61025 £2 to text Plus your standard Message rate Over 18s only The full terms And online entry Are at Clyde1.com And we're giving you Every last second Of the season We don't close the lines Until 6pm Saturday 21st of May Which is Scottish Cup Final Day So for your chance To be the winner At the end of the season Text GOAL To 61025 Right now Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard
Hugh Keevans and Kenny Miller are here It's 01419511025 Or Twitter Is at Clyde SSB Building up to kick off Between Rangers and Stirling Albion Very interesting team news there uh, The likes of Brandon Barker Jack Simpson Cedric Eaton uh, Not seen them for a while Obviously Eaton has been away On loan We just heard from Ange Postacoglu So Celtic fans Keep your thoughts coming On the new signing of Matt O'Reilly The injury to Kyogo Whatever else it may be It would also be nice to hear from any Hibs fans out there Martin Boyle's transfer is a big story I'm sure Kyle Lafferty uh, is back at Kilmarnock as well So lots going on Now you two have got a teaser here to answer And it's a a good question This tough but doable As Mm. I would say Jerry and Erskine sent it in He wants you to name the 11 one cap wonders Who are playing in the Scottish top flight at the moment So they've all been capped by Scotland But just the once not to say that they they won't add to that in the future But there are 11 players in our top flight With one Scotland cap Barry Mackay? Mm, yes What a, what a shout that is I'm impressed I'm not just here as a pretty face you know <laughs> Honestly You will be getting that Veet sponsorship if we keep <laughs> this up um, It's great Absolutely Trying to find somebody good. Stevie mm. May? Nope No. Nah. Oh yes No sorry I've done you oh, I've done on, you yeah, yeah. Stevie May When did he get Scotland cap? I don't know But he sprung to mind Wow Great shout Well done Hugh Nothing um, Nothing else Inspired At the beginning Silence Toiling Toiling I'll tell you what I'll tell you when Stevie May Got his one cap Not a bad game to get it in England, England. At Oof. Celtic Park Wow Remember it uh, Barry McKay, Stevie May Okay, we're looking for nine others Who are in the top flight at the moment Craig Halkett But I've only got No, none yeah. for him Have only got one Scotland cap What about recently? Mm. Anyone who had to come in And help out recently? Listen, we'll get there Gordon, right? We'll get there I trust right? you Anthony Yes, that wasn't the one I was trying to steer you towards But by all means Anthony Ralston Okay We will leave it there Let's bring in Paul Who's a Celtic fan uh, What do you make of the transfer business this week Paul, another one added, another midfielder Hi Gordon, I won't call you mate I don't want to I like it, I, I genuinely I don't do like it take wrong way. I think it's endearing <laughs> uh, No, I'm, I'm, I'm happy I'm, I'm glad that it's been a, a good week for Celtic uh, I listened to Ange talking In his interview Where he says we're not in from MDLs But I totally took from that At that moment they weren't in from MDLs So I wasn't surprised when we brought in the, the young guy from MK Dons. Uh, again, you don't know, don't know a hell of a lot about the guy, but any inform- any feedback's been good, and I think that the fee is so low because of this cross-border uh, rule ruling, uh, much the same as uh, how Celtic get missed in Bellary. But uh, it's been a good week for Celtic. I think that I was maybe in the minority when I, I was at the game and. Monday night and after the whole excitement I've been caught up with the, the occasion and just been back into the football and there on a school night uh, I didn't actually think Celtic played as well as most people said yeah, I thought they played well I thought they played well in the first half but I saw them playing a lot better I think uh, with chances taking stuff but listen, I don't, I, I'm not saying they played badly but I don't think they played as well as uh, it was it was made out to be, but it's been a good week again with the way that the 
the Rangers and Aberdeen game panned out. Uh, saw some of that, and I was more encouraged with the kind of the Rangers perf- performance than I was with the actual result. But all in all, it's been a good week. A, a, a good week, you understandably, if you're a Celtic yeah. fan like Paul. They won, Rangers didn't yeah. And that, that does constitute a, a good week certainly I, I wonder what you feel Because I'm sh- Kenny and I were discussing this earlier When we were watching Aberdeen start the game quite well And then when it gets to one each And Aberdeen look like they're pressing I, I'm not thinking about anything other than you And the stick that you're <laughs> yeah, going to get yeah. If Aberdeen go and win this Because you've said Rangers won't lose a game uh, Until the end of the season And indeed you're still hanging on in there Because, right. because they did not lose You didn't say they would win them all However, I wonder if did you anticipate a point swing already, or, or did you think this would, you know, the, the gap would would stay or, or indeed grow a bit longer? The funny thing, Celtic and I, I think Paul's an honest man because Celtic were scintillating in the first half against the Hibs, but less so in the second half, uh, and that's an honest assessment. Um, I thought uh, that coming out of the the rescheduled winter break, that some Teams might struggle uh, Just to get back up to the pace of the game Celtic clearly did not And had it won by half time basically uh, The following night I think Rangers did Struggle to, to pick up where they had left off Three weeks earlier And I do understand that Joe Aribo Is a big uh, loss to them As he goes to the Africa Cup of Nations But they just didn't play well on the night And I did not anticipate that six points Would become four but it has And it's great for the league Because Celtic now have to go to Tynecastle yeah. Next Wednesday Which will be I suspect A harder game Than Rangers will have At home to Livingston Maybe I do Livingston a disservice You need to you, The last time you wrote off Marvin Bartley He was standing right next to you yep. And they went to Celtic Park And got that a point entirely, he'll, be, he'll be listening Entirely Celtic's fault And even then They had a penalty in the last minute And Giacomacus made a complete hash of it But it's great for the league It's great for Celtic And Dan Postacoglu It's it's now Getting Mighty tight Celtic have to go to Tynecastle though And do their work And it will be a heck of a game I'm looking forward to it already I do understand They've got Alloa away tomorrow In the Scottish Cup But Your thoughts are propelled Towards Tynecastle on Wednesday night What a game that is going to be Kenny we did say it last week That everyone has February the 2nd In their mind And It was Assuming that the gap Would be the same By the time those <laughs> games Came around And I think we made the point Last week that The gap could be Significantly bigger Or indeed it could be short And it's shorter already now what we don't know is what happens next midweek it, it could be the next week belongs to Rangers But this week belongs to Celtic clearly doesn't it That's that's just the way it works here Of course it did And, and they had When you look at on the face of it Hibs Which I, th- I felt they could have went there and, and got something But it was a comfortable victory for Celtic And they had it one early uh, And again They never need, really needed to get out of second, third gear To actually get that uh, one So they've came through that well And again It's actually made better the next again night When Rangers d- drop points they do have a hard fixture again next week against Hearts. Whereas, like Hugh says, on paper, it's an easier fixture for Rangers. So, no, so it could take a swing again next week, but it's been a brilliant week for Celtic in regards to the, the, the gap smaller. Everybody's eyes will still be on the 2nd of February because everybody's looking sure. forward to that game. And we don't know but who's available. and Who's no. going to be available, who's going to be missing. It's Again, that's still up for the way and it's changing each day yep. as well. With injuries, with, with guys away on international duty. So it's, it will be two teams... Starting lineups that are missing probably big players on both sides. 
That, that, that's that's without question What is your view on that then? Do both just take it in the chin? Just get on well, with it? Well oh. they have to That's as simple as that They have to So whether it's, Don't ask the question about Postponements yeah. and, ah, I don't think so Because at what point When does it get rescheduled And that's only the second one of the season as well mm-hmm. There's still another two to come So No I think they just need to swallow it Both teams are going to be It's not going to be the strongest Rangers team It's not going to be the strongest Celtic team it, I think they just need to get on with it And again Make the best team one Rangers will be cursing their luck Because Morelos Goes and he has looked really sharp, reborn under Van Bronckhurst. And Joe Aribo, in all probability, will still be in the Africa Cup of Nations. Celtic, after what Ange Postacoglu said today, would not have had Furahashi anyway because he would not mm. have been fit for the game. And they brought in. But uh, they don't have the guy, or they might not have the guy though who's brought in to replace him. Well, if Maeda goes, you know, uh, so that would be the, we'll the, the difficulty. Wait, we'll have to wait. And Rogic has been called up, hasn't yeah, yeah, yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rogic, but you know, Matt O'Reilly's come in, and and midfield is an area where Celtic are uh, wealthy. Um, so I think, yeah, that the, they should get on with it now, uh, and get the fixture played. Um, there are losses, severe losses on both sides, but. We can't wait forever We'll need to play the match On the 2nd of February You go along with that Paul? Uh, well See to be honest I'm not 100% sure that uh, Furuhashi wouldn't make it Because If you listen to Big Angie's previous interviews Every time he said He won't make it about for a while He always comes back A lot quicker Than actually happens So I think he's uh, I think he He knows what he's doing uh, but if you do think about every time the mm. cup final being a tiny example, he's always come back quicker than they say they would. But Kenny, though, yeah. just sorry, Paul, just on that though, you you'll know about this, I'm sure. If Kyogo is withheld from the Japan squad because he's injured, then he, he can't he can't then play for for Celtic, can he? Is there not that there's a rule if you do it within X amount is it seven days or X amount of days either side? There is an international rule on it. Again, what it actually is, I don't know uh, entirely. But there is something if he's not. Away on international duty when he should be, I don't think he could then. Yeah, I mean, and that, yeah, if he, for instance, pulled out the Japan squad or, or you know, refused to be called up because he was injured, yeah. that sort of thing. Like, I don't know whether whether there's a whether there is a third scenario where Japan just decide not to call him up. Yeah, I wonder and leave him be, and, and he makes the game. Then yeah, maybe that would be different. I wonder to what extent Furuhashi coming back and playing in the cup final has done for him, uh, because it, there's no doubt he won. The cup for Celtic that day And his two goals were magnificent And his overall play was outstanding I just wonder how much it Took out of him that particular but, yeah, day We'll never know what the exact moment was But clearly the, the St Johnston one Has really exacerbated it hasn't it That's, That was the, yeah. the big one Because he, he you know he came through the cup final To the point where he then played against St Johnston But uh, I, I disagree with Paul To the extent that I think what um, Ange Postacoglu said In the clip that you played uh, Was unequivocal he he said he'd be out for weeks yet, uh, and I I really don't. He didn't put a time frame on it. He just said a number. Of well, weeks. what does that mean? Well, a number of weeks. Here we are on what January twenty one. Mm-hmm. The game against Rangers is twelve days away. Um, a number of weeks is more than. Uh, well, in fact, two weeks is fourteen days. We'll, we'll get twelve. We'll, yes. we'll get twelve days till the the. Uh, the match at Celtic Park against Rangers. Paul, what do you make of the 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 makeup of that Celtic midfield at the moment? Then, 
Everybody who watched Hatati, no matter what team I think you support, was impressed with his performance the other night. So, so he presumably is now definitely in there in the conversation. Um, David Turnbull's injured. You've got your your staples, if you like, Callum McGregor, Tom Rogic, um, and now, of course, a new signing from MK Dons as well. A lot of options. Oh, lots of options. So many options. That, uh, apart from Callum McGregor starting, he would be the captain. Uh, I don't know, but it's a strong. They've got a strong enough midfield full that various mixes will work. And with the, the exception of Beaton being the backup, uh, McCarthy, who doesn't seem to be up to speed, who's maybe bringing it to slow game down. I mean, it's a uh, it's, it's mouth watering actually to, to think about all the the midfielders we've got. It's but mid, it's heavy in the midfield. Definitely interesting Kenny Because I'm not sure anyone And this is why Managers know best And this is why they're paid the big bucks And, and they've got their own vision I'm not sure anyone After the signing of Hatati And Idaguchi Outside of Ange Postacoglu's office Said Oh do you know what Celtic need Another midfielder I, I just I didn't hear it I didn't hear fans phoning up And saying it I could be wrong I didn't see it on, on social media um, But there we go He's obviously He disagrees He, he, he sees something that he needs Or wants of course he does Or he wouldn't have, <laughs> wouldn't have signed the players It's uh, Again when you talk about a f- Before this transfer window You would have said Callum McGregor David Turnbull Tom Rogic That would probably have been The starting midfield three I think for most Celtic fans Now I was really impressed with Hatati. Uh Whose place does he take out Without those three Does Callum McGregor go higher And maybe David Turnbull doesn't play? I think when Tom Rogic is fit what And, and back for international duty When you see him the way he's performed this season I think he would definitely need to be in there somewhere I think he's a big, big influence on Celtic In an attacking sense Callum McGregor has been has been excellent for a number of years now And I don't think he would lose his spot So they have signed a few players in those positions Doesn't necessarily mean they're coming in to start It could be coming in for, mm. for future It could be coming in for development But for what I've seen for Hitati the other night It would be very hard to leave him out Yeah, it's going to be interesting Thank you Paul 01419511025 On Jerry. In Erskine's teaser Which he sent to fulltime At Clyde1.com He wants to know If you can name 11 players With one Scotland cap Who play in the top flight At the moment Guys like Anthony Ralston Barry Mackay Stevie May Paul McGinn Yes That was the one I was talking about earlier on Eamon Brophy Yes Well done Was that San Marino away Under Alex McLeish I think Something along Around that time Shinny Andrew Shinney at Livingston Andrew, yep. Brilliant That's a great shout I thought you would perhaps miss him Okay we'll leave it there One, two, three, four, five to get We'll get them next And kick off at Ibrox as well Number one for football In Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Here come the teams At Ibrox Rangers Against Stirling Albion In the second of the Scottish Cup ties From this weekend Hibs are the first team through they didn't get it all their own way against Cove Rangers But they did make it through And now either Rangers or Stirling Albion Will join them uh, I think Hugh and Kenny certainly Fancy that to be Rangers I don't think that's a controversial prediction No, that's hardly an out on a limb What's your scoreline prediction? Come on be Five, five now Five, okay I thought you were actually going to go more Kenny? Uh, I wouldn't go far away for that Yeah, I would Four, five, six, aye So I'll go six. one either way I'll go six right, We'll take it six, right Okay, we'll see how we get on tomorrow Well, either way That would be good news for our competition, wouldn't it? That we're, the, the money that we're adding to the pot So 
Um, I'm not sure the Sterling Albion players would Well you never know Maybe one of them will win it <laughs> And it, I don't know if that would soften the blow I'm, I'm sure not Professional pride And all that But an interesting team Tavernier, Goldson, Balogun, Simpson Hadji, Lundstrom, Bakuna Sakala, Eaton, Barker Some names on there you don't see too often Well, Eaton, uh, But some names that you see really often And even on nights like this Hugh Tavernier and Goldson Yeah Play Morelos has gone to play for Colombia uh, Eaton now knows that if he turns in performances worthy of the name, he'll be at Celtic Park on the 2nd of February. Um, and Sakala might feel that way as well. Uh, so I, I would, the most interesting thing for me tonight is how Eaton performs in that um, striker's role. Uh, he'd been recalled from a loan period. He was hardly pulling up trees at Ibrooks before he left for the loan period. Uh, tonight has got to be the start of the, the big comeback for him. Does this also have to be the start of a, a cup run, Kenny, in the sense that Rangers will want to win this? It's a trophy they've not won since 2009, as you know all too well. As great as last season was for everyone involved at Rangers, it's it's still the the, the cloud that hangs there is that they, they, they should have done better in cups, really, in the last few seasons, shouldn't they? That goes without saying, and you know, it's... The cloud's going to consistently be here. So when the Scottish Cup's won, I'll move on to the League Cup. I'll be able to yeah. Rangers have not won the League Cup since 2011. So it's going to move on. What it is, is Rangers Football Club need to be competing on all fronts. It's as simple as that. And they have fell short in cups over the last few years. Uh, this is an opportunity, obviously, losing the semi-final with Hibs uh, a couple of months back. That was the first one gone. So it's absolutely imperative that Rangers go far in this. And again, need to win it. Again, you, you set up the season, you want to win it. League is obviously priority, but cup the the absence of a major cup has has been too long at Ibrox. Well, no guarantees. It's not easy to just go and win cup competitions. But even I guess more finals would have been desirable over over that period. They lost the league cup final uh, to Celtic, but falling at that semi final hurdle or even earlier, yeah, that's that's something that Giovanni Van Bronckhurst will will want to put right, won't he? It has to put right. You need to you need to be winning, not just making finals and, and semi finals like you say. But yes, when you get to the final, I mean, the, in the final appearance they did had, they actually played very very yeah. well, and they should have won it. There's no doubt about it. But missed too many chances on the day. But yeah, Rangers need to start winning cups again. Yes, the, the league's been done, and that's that's the monkey off that back. But now you need to back that up by another. No, league no, no. I'm it, sorry. Right, forget all that. Off. Forget all that. Right, that was great. But whoever. Performed Brandon Barker's hair transplant Reveal yourself <laughs> You are a magician Whoever you are Seriously Did you see that close up? No no I did not I missed that We're too busy concentrating on the point of hand No no no, no. That, that, It was great <laughs> I loved it But seriously That is magnificent We'll get a shot out shortly <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna have to show you What Brandon Barker's oh, barnet looked like recently yeah, Hugh Yeah yeah and oh, compare I remember and contrast. well yeah Touch of the Bobby Charlton's about him When he Wow Anyway, it's still nil-nil. Uh, it's two minutes gone. A slack pass there from, was it John Lundstrom, I think? Um, ball goes out of play. Darren Young on the touchline. He joined us last night, Hugh, on the phone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he said he did play against Giovanni van Bronckhurst and he'll be pleased to be in the dugout because this is as close as he got to him. <laughs> so, um, high hopes, I'm sure, I, for tonight. Kenny, I don't know how to tell you this. I really don't. There was a long, long piece about Adrian Falkirk last Monday in the paper. Long piece. By an old friend of the programme Hugh McDonald mm. And he spoke about You come out to remonstrate With the fourth official Yes And he said there was a five right. He said there was a child He reckoned was about five years old A cherubic face <laughs> And he shouted Sit down baldy 
Ah, fair point. Don't mind that. Fair point. But when you're getting decisions wrong, again, we're talking about referees again. You know, certain decisions that go against you, you need to try and stand up for your team and make your point. And by it was made, regardless of what your hair looks like, in the nicest possible manner. I'm sure it was. Uh, Kenny, are we learning anything inside the opening three minutes? Is it kind of just, you know, stilling doing what you would expect? Yeah, come out and actually give it a go and, and try and show a wee bit of energy and things. No, but it's, we're not learned anything in the first three minutes yet. Nope. They're not sitting overly deep yet, but it's one of the half presses that you're kind of showing, yeah, we're coming for you, and then we just not really, the halfway yeah. line yet. Uh, what's going on tomorrow, Hugh? Where yeah. to start? Well, how about closest to home? We've been following the journey. Yeah. The Bankies. At home to Annan. Yep. Another chapter in the fairy tale. Well, the strips have been bought now. I bought them on the day of the Clyde game. Son has won. Grandson Brilliant. has won. Uh, they've got their Clyde Bank strips ready in Brighton tomorrow. Um, the Bankies haven't played all that well in recent weeks. Uh, I'm hoping that the fairy tale doesn't turn to reality against Annan. Uh, all I can do is cross my fingers and hope. It's that stage, isn't it, where because of what they've done in the competition it goes down as a winnable tie Yeah, but you've got the fear that you, you don't want it petering out in a tie that's not even glamorous no offence to Annan you know at this stage you either want you need to get through or you get your big your big day you get your Sterling yeah, Albion your, I mean, your trip to Highbrooks when the Bankies beat Clyde at least I could say I was alive when Clyde won the Scottish Cup so they, they, they knocked out previous holders of the Scottish Cup but Annan have been moving well in their division uh, I, I just have all fingers crossed Come on the paper hankies Any problems for Celtic at Alloa? Can't see it again It's a, it's a surface that they won't welcome going to That's for sure uh, Oh it's a penalty Sorry <laughs> so watching, the, <laughs> when it's watching not, the game there It should have been Maybe we could uh, add another bullet point To the 8 point yeah. complaint to you John Beaton this time uh, Cedric Eating goes down in the box He doesn't complain for what it's worth But that doesn't always Oh, we've yeah, got the jersey, but... Anyway, no, I, I can't see Celtic having too many problems, but it isn't. It's not a nice venue to go to. Again, they need to approach it professionally, go and get the job done. Alawa uh, manager will be up for it, won't he? Absolutely, <laughs> he will be up for it, and so will his assistant. Uh, and I'm but sure they're on a bad players. run as well. I mean, yeah. they've had a shocking run of late. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, if Celtic were not to progress beyond Alawa, it would be a sensation. But they, you know, Matt O'Reilly, I suspect, will get game time. Uh, Maeda, uh, Hatati, why would you leave him out? Let him build his momentum. Um, although they do have hearts midweek, but I would have to think Celtic would win by a, a, a very comprehensive margin. Uh, Stirling Albion looking to attack They're playing a, a ball in behind. It was good play down the right, but the pass is too heavy. John McLaughlin comes and gets it. Any, where is your shock then? Potentially, potentially Kilmarnock against Dundee United Dundee United are in appalling form Lost six league games mm-hmm. on the bounce now I mean it would be a shock Because they're in different divisions But it's, that's still not huge is it? Well, There's not a big difference between those well, sides how about, how about the uh, last season's cup holders okay. going, going out to Kelty Hearts? Now I'm interested yeah. What do you think Kenny no, Moore? I, th- I think there is Kelty are obviously flying at the moment St Johnston are in a horrendous run They'll be again, low on confidence They will have to play their absolute strongest team Whereas had they been in a better place They may look at looking uh, To maybe play a few players That maybe have not had as much game time As uh, as Callum would have liked But they need to approach this properly Because this could be the opportunity To k- kind of kick start And break this losing run of games Yes it's not a league game But it's, it's a win You know They need to try and get back on that Back on that winning trail After a horrendous run of results If you're looking at top flight clubs Any problems for St Mirren At Ayr 
Or Motherwell at home to Morton uh, Certainly Jim Goodwin Would not Look at air and think Oh That would be a Piece of cake uh, St Mirren got a very good result And Jay Henderson scored a oh, wonderful effort uh, And they will go there in good spirits uh, But they have to be careful Likewise Motherwell That was an awful result for Motherwell oh, midweek Rangers get themselves in all sorts of trouble Almost leading to Sterling Albion with a clear sight at goal John McLaughlin eventually does hack it clear It was a ball back and, and Tavernier tried to just touch it back to the goalkeeper Didn't really get a lot on it Sterling Albion player was in That was a bit of a heart and mouth moment uh, I think these are the moments when Giovanni Baron Brockhurst Has a word with the nearest Rangers player And tells them to get switched on here Because you know the, there's no point I mean I know that we've written off Sterling Albion That's okay for us standing Kenny, in a studio I but thought we were going to see it back It's actually the shot from uh, from James Tavernier Which goes over the bar But we are now seeing it back It's, it's uh, not ideal There is definitely fortune And again it could come easily been a, and It was a mix up between McLaughlin and Tavernier But it could easily have been a lot worse Tavernier could have knocked that past The onrush mm. of McLaughlin And it would have been an open goal But they got a wee break on it And obviously got it away But again it's good to see Sterling Actually having a bit of attacking intent Where we had kind of wrote them off And didn't expect the start to the match uh, Right how are you doing on this teaser then 11 players in the top flight in Scotland With one Scotland cap You're doing well so far In terms of you've got Brophy Paul McGinn, Anthony Ralston, Barry Mackay and Stevie May, Andrew Shinney as well. Any more? Tony Watt. Yes, Tony Watt. Will he add to that tally? He's got one at the moment. Go on, Kenny. Uh, I've got Paul Hanlon. Yes. And again, Tony Watt, I think, with the form that he's been in, it's been mooted that he could get back into Scotland's help. If he continues to score goals at the rate he has in the first Mm. half of the season, I don't see why not. Any more for any more Two Three to get I think you did get one During the break That you've not mentioned oh, to me yeah. yet uh, Stephen Kingsley Stephen Kingsley Well done That was a few years ago now When he was a, I think a Swansea player Right Two to get Paul Hallen's mate Lewis Stevenson Yes Oof. Kenny Miller's good at this question Hugh Last one's a cracker Absolute cracker I'm, I'm done Oh dear Hugh that means you're going to have to step up to the plate Clue, clue time Uh Okay, I don't want to give you his club. I think that's just a bit easy. Let me let me think of a more obscure clue and see how we get on. Um, it was <laughs> good luck. It was a friendly against the Pharaohs in twenty ten. Oh, f- no, 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 no! I tell a lie. It was uh, Luxembourg. Just before we get to that, Hadji is clearly in some distress. He he he's taken a a sore one and. It, He's in some distress Watch yeah, it It's a strange one Kenny He kicks the yeah, Sterling right. Albion player yeah. It's in, on in, the follow through yep. it, But it looks like it, it looks like he's in a lot of pain It's because it's, it's high up I think it's high up his leg It looks like he was holding his knee uh, yeah, So it's not good Or, the, or definitely the, the top part of yeah. his lower leg Not good Rangers will be hoping That's just a sort of impact one That feels worse at the time uh, We'll keep an eye on that And I'm sure we'll find out uh, well, Giovanni course. Van Bronckhorst Has just shouted along the line How is he? So he... Obviously has a bit of concern uh, Right, your your remaining one on the teaser He's a midfield player He's I don't know I'm just going to have to tell you friendly What was the score in the game? He replaced Jordan Rhodes apparently Billy Stark was in interim ah, charge in the game. Did you? Alright good what? okay I should have known then who was, the, who was it? So Billy Stark was in charge He replaced Jordan Rhodes in the 89th minute <laughs> But Jordan he's not Jordan a striker scored the two goals huh? 
He's not a striker Yes because you told us He's a midfielder Oh sorry so I did <laughs> Four Yep give us the team man The team bottom of the Scottish Premiership Oh uh, Wasn't Davidson was it? Yeah Murray Davidson Wow Murray Davidson Well done We got there In the end I think Yanis Hadji Looks I don't know he's, he's moving gingerly As they say But he's, he's up and about And it's still With 11 minutes gone Rangers nil Sterling Albion nil Who will be in the hat For the draw We'll find out Later on this evening And we'll look back On it all tonight Make sure you join us tomorrow I love this weekend In the Scottish football calendar It is a wonderful day Of cup football With big games Up and down the country Wonderful venues Wonderful storylines Everywhere you look So make sure you join us From 2 o'clock Your usual Motley crew In the studio And if you stay right there You can get your weekend started As Hugh Keevans calls it Boom boom music Yeah GBX up next